It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 346. A Rolex won't give you more time. And I got rid of 2,000 books from the audiobook Essential, Essays by the Minimalists, and I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome to OLD, the podcast where I get permission from authors of some of the best blogs on the planet and read them to you all for free. Some of the authors include a wide selection of minimalists like The Minimalists, who I'm gonna be reading today, Joshua Becker, Courtney Carver, Leo Babout of Zen Habits, and a bunch of other personal development masters like Mark and Angel, Steve Pavlina, and more. And I'm not actually reading this to you live. This is from the audiobook that I narrated for them. But since this is Minimalist Monday, I'm gonna keep this minimal and get right to the audiobook as we optimize your life. An excerpt from the audiobook Essential, Essays by the Minimalists. A Rolex Won't Give You More Time by Joshua Fields Milburn. A friend recently emailed me to communicate the buyer's remorse he was experiencing after purchasing an expensive watch. Even though he's a successful entrepreneur who can afford to drop $10,000 on shiny wrist ornamentation, he expressed pangs of post-purchase grief, sorrow, and regret. He wasn't entirely sure why he felt this way, so he emailed me for advice. This is how I responded. I know where you're coming from. As a guy who has owned several expensive watches, I owned more than one fancy watch during my lotus-eating 20s, although I don't own one now, I understand the allure. I could, of course, recite a dozen platitudes here. An expensive watch can't give you more time. A puppet who enjoys his strings still isn't free. You are not the sum of your material possessions. Our possessions possess us, etc. But it comes down to two things, value and quality of life. In terms of value, does the watch actually add value to your life or does it drain value? I'm not talking about monetary value, price is an arbitrary measurement. I'm talking real intrinsic value. Is that watch worth $10,000 of your freedom? Is it worth the emotional stress you're going through while thinking about it? I know these questions sound rhetorical, but they're not. I'm currently wearing a $100 pair of jeans and yes, they are worth $100 of my freedom to me. They are also my only pair of jeans, therefore I get immense value from them since I wear them almost every day. Does the watch do the same for you? If so, wear it with pride. If it doesn't, then ask yourself why you still own it. Not why you bought it, but why you still own it. Is it a status thing? Is it part of your identity? Is it just an expensive personal logo? At this point, the purchase is over. You needn't beat yourself up over it because you can't change it. It's a sunk cost. But you can change what you do going forward if you're not getting value from the purchase. If you get value from the watch, if it truly enhances your life, then why not keep it? And when it comes to quality of life, you need to consider how the watch adds to the quality of your life. I used to earn about $200,000 a year at the peak of my corporate days, but I was miserable. My quality of life was poor. Last year, however, at age 31, I made $27,000, which is actually less than I earned at 18. But with that $27,000, I still saved more than I've ever saved, paid off the rest of my debt, traveled more than I've ever traveled, and experienced life, real life, more than ever before. Though I make a multiplicity of millions less than the corporate bigwigs I once aspired to be, and though I bring home roughly one-eighth of what I used to bring home at my pinnacle, I have appreciably higher quality of life than most CEOs and my former self. Very few material possessions could enhance that quality of life. In fact, most would take away from it. I obviously cannot and will not tell you what to do with your shiny timepiece, What I can tell you is I'm much happier without my expensive watches. Who needs to know the time all the time anyway? I Got Rid of 2,000 Books by Joshua Fields Milburn. I used to own 2,000 books, slightly more than that actually, 
I had all kinds of books, hardcovers, paperbacks, trade paperbacks, literary fiction, writing and grammar books, books of photography, self-help books, my deceased father's collection of old medical journals, genre fiction, those cute little pop-up books, you name it. I had shelves and shelves and more shelves of books, some of which I'd actually read and many of which I'd read someday, you know, whenever I got around to it. Who was I kidding? I thought my overflowing shelves of books made me look important, intelligent, and cool. Look at me, I know how to read, a lot. What's worse, I thought these books made me somebody. They were a part of my identity. Those books were a part of me. And once something's a part of your identity, once it becomes a part of you, it's exceedingly hard to shed. This is true for anything we incorporate into our identities, our careers, our cars, our homes, our possessions, our sentimental items. These things become part of us, and they become anchors in our lives, anchors that keep us at bay, away from the freedom of the open seas. Ironically, three quotes from a particular book I owned, Chuck Palahniuk's Fight Club, are what inspired me to get rid of the vast majority of my books a little over a year ago. Quote, Reject the basic assumptions of civilization, especially the importance of material possessions. Quote, The things you own end up owning you. Quote, It's only after we've lost everything that we're free to do anything. Unquote. These words resonated with me deeply. I could feel on my nerve endings what Palahniuk was saying. I read those quotes several times and within a week sold or donated 98% of my books. I purchased a Kindle and kept one shelf of my favorite physical books. Some older books aren't yet on Kindle, which is a shame. In those rare cases, I'll get the book elsewhere, a public library, a local independent bookstore, online, and when I'm finished reading it, I'll often donate it. I no longer own piles of books, but I read more than before. I enjoy each book, taking them in slowly, absorbing the knowledge, processing the information, contemplating their lessons, but I needn't retain the physical book to get value from its words. Think about it. How much value was I placing in all the books I owned? Obviously, it was far more than their real value. The real value was in the words, in the action of reading, not in the physical books themselves. You just listened to an excerpt from the audiobook Essential Essays by the Minimalists. One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money. And this should be started when they're little. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Go Henry by Acorns, the smart debit card and learning app for kids 6 to 18. Go Henry helps kids learn about all things money, earning, spending, saving, budgeting, and so much more. You can even track their chores and pay their allowance right in the Go Henry app. And with their Go Henry debit card, They can put their skills to use in the real world. Plus, parents can set spend limits and get real-time notifications whenever their kids use their cards. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. If my parents had set me up with GoHenry as a kid, learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at gohenry.com slash old. Terms and conditions apply. Renews from $4.99 per month unless canceled. And I mentioned it yesterday, but if you're new, I not only narrated this book for The Minimalists, but I also just finished one more audiobook for them. The same book that I happen to give away to random subscribers on my mailing list. That's Minimalism, Live a Meaningful Life. That one is now also on Audible and iTunes, just like the audiobook Essential, which I played for you today. And you can get one of those books for free with a trial of Audible if you use my link oldpodcast.com slash free. And like I said, I do give away a book every month. So if you wanna be part of those raffles, You can join my mailing list for free. Just visit oldpodcast.com and enter your email address there. 
And I'll leave it at that. I hope you have a great start to your week. If you're here in the US, you're probably happy that it's a short week. Always nice to start the week off that way. I do plan to continue reading to you through the holidays, so I will catch you in tomorrow's show and for the rest of the week where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.